Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm so glad that you're here today. We are continuing our series on motherhood, and today on the podcast, I have Natalie Anderson. Natalie has actually been on the podcast before. You're going to hear us talking about that just a little bit, but today she is talking about her nephew, Owen. Last week on the episode, um, we had Lydia share her story and Owen's story, her son that passed away, and um, man... It was a powerful episode, so if you haven't listened, please go back and listen to that. But in this episode today, we're talking with Owen's aunt, Natalie. (laughs) And Natalie is talking about her experience of grief and what she has done to honor the life of Owen and also give support and encouragement to her sister, who obviously lost her son. This episode is for you if you know somebody who's lost a loved one, a child, or if you've gone through that loss yourself, I really believe you're going to find some encouragement from this. And Natalie is talking also about her book, My Memories with Mom and Dad, that I would highly encourage everyone to go purchase, especially if you've walked through miscarriage or um, stillbirth or loss in some sort of way. So please enjoy this episode with Natalie Anderson. Hey there, Natalie. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. This time you are Natalie Anderson, formerly Natalie Kramer. You were on episode 54 of Hope Reclaimed. And um, there you share a very different story than what you're going to be sharing today. But I'm so glad that you're willing to come back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I I do want to hear like what fills your days. Just share a little bit about who Natalie Anderson is. Yeah, well, we moved to Wisconsin last year of September 2020. And we is? Me and my husband, Trevor, our dog, Link. What kind of dog is, what kind of dog is it? Sorry, I, I always interrupt people. It's terrible, but especially I interrupt them when it's about dogs. (laughs) So he's from the Humane Society, but we think or have been told it's a Chihuahua Italian Greyhound mix, which sounds really weird, but. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. He's really fast, but has like extreme anxiety and he has a super intense underbite. So yeah. Well, so we lived in Milwaukee and then we just bought a house in Waukesha in July. So having a house has lots of projects and things to do. And I got into gardening this summer. That was my new hobby. So, and then I work for a really awesome nonprofit that works with kids in foster care. Um, And we just purchased a home for biological moms that are first time moms that 
their kids are entering the system so that they can work on reunification. Um, and so I am the operations director for that organization and I love it and I get to make a difference, but not be stressed out. So it's awesome. (laughs) Um, two really important things. Um, you're making a difference, not, you know, losing your sanity (laughs) or, um, with your own mental health in jeopardy as well. Yeah, definitely. So that's super, super important work. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we are here to, um, in this podcast series, we're talking about motherhood. We're talking about loss and trauma and just, just hard things that we, that we go through. And your experience is a little bit different because we're, we're talking about loss. Yes. But you lost someone that was not your own child, um, but something, but, but a person that was very important to you and very important to your family. And so I would love for you to, um, to share, um, a bit of that story from your perspective and, um, and then, yeah. And then we'll get a little bit more into the, what did God do and what was your response to that? So I have a little sister, Lydia, and a little brother, Luke, And September, August of 2020, I believe. Yes. Um, We were on our family cabin trip that we do every year. And Lydia and Matt told us they were pregnant, which was so exciting. It was a bummer because I just left Minnesota and now they were pregnant. And so Mm -hmm. definitely went there a lot and just kind of got to watch her through the process of being pregnant. Um, and, and so this was, this was the first grandchild in your family. Yeah. Everyone was so excited. And, and Lydia is just like, her personality is like made to be a mother. Like she is a nurturer. She is kind. She is sweet. She loves to host people and take care of people and tend to people. And just like, she just wanted to grow up and be a mom. Like that is who she is. And so, so perfect. And then on his due date, Uh, she was having contractions and everything at home. And um, we all got the call, like Lydia's going into labor. And my mom jumped in a car and headed to Minnesota to help them. Um, And then like, I don't know how many hours later it was, but then I got another call that Owen had died. And uh, yeah, that was like, I don't even know how to explain like the feeling. I remember I was on a walk with Um, my husband and our dog. And I just like, I literally just dropped to the ground and just like sat down and was like, I didn't even, I don't even remember what I said. Um, And then my family is a very tight knit group of people. We Mm. love each other so well and just like drop everything to show up for each other. And so I called my brother and I drove to his house, picked him up and we got on the road and just headed to Minnesota, just to be with my sister. I'm just thankful that, that he's like that. And that both of our significant yeah. others were just like, this is what you need to do. Like super supportive. Our jobs that were like, just go like no questions asked. Yeah. And, uh, and then we went up to Lydia's room and yeah, it was just like, it was like so sad, but it was also just like, so good to be able to like be there for her and with her, mm-hmm. like being the oldest sister, it's like, you want to fix everything and like, take it away. And yeah, that was something I could not fix, but like being able to just be there for her. And like, I mean, you could just tell it like meant so much to her. And because Owen was born, stillborn, like he was fully 
like developed and everything and yeah. um so we got to hold him and I I didn't really know like going into it like what he was going to look like or how that was going to be but he looked like a totally normal baby just sleeping yeah. and he was so cute and yeah it was just like really special mm. to meet him because it's like now whenever we talk about him it's like I met him I saw him yeah. I, and I know that meant so much to Lydia and Matt too that we like yeah. actually him um I can't, I just, I just want to backtrack just a little bit because as the older sister, you know, your sister is in labor, you're waiting for the call of, you know, seven pounds, three ounces, he's born. Um, you know, you're waiting for that delivery call or the delivery text with the picture and you receive this text that he's died. And I mean, I can't, I can't, I just can't even imagine what that shift must've been like for you. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember what I thought or like what I processed. It was like a lot of crying, Yeah, but kind of that, like, okay, I can like sit here and be sad about it. Or I can like just get in a car and go and like, not like we have to be there, but like, we want to be there. Like, of course we're going and yeah they could only like hold on to Owen for so long. And yeah. so we wouldn't have been able to meet him otherwise. And so I'm just so glad that, that we got to do that and that we did that. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that I've learned in this process is like, yeah, it's been super sad for me to see my mom hurting. Um, but it's like seeing my sister, like as a mother and losing a child. And then it's like, my mom lost a grandchild and she's also like taking care of her child who like that child, mother, daughter bond, as you know, like it's Mm -hmm. just so deep. And so, oh yeah, I, I don't know if Lydia would be embarrassed about this, but you just like got to laugh sometimes and like try to find joy even in the thing. And the underwear that they give you at the hospital is awful. You have a baby. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. (laughs) Made the funny comment about that with Lydia and she like laughed. And I remember her just like appreciating, like that was the first time she'd been able to laugh. And so it was just like, even just to like be there of like comic relief or like see something different and just like, yeah. And just like, not just hold Owen, but hold her too. And so it was definitely like really sad, but there was also like beautiful moments and like so special to be there and to meet him and so that was that yeah that was that experience I mean I want to just say I'm so sorry for your loss and and for what you've what you've gone through in this because especially seeing somebody you love in so much pain is you know your sister (laughs) I, I, I can't even imagine what that is like for you because that you're the older sister and you want to fix it. Like you want to make it better. How has this changed your relationship with Lydia? I don't know. I mean, we already had like a super good relationship, so I don't really know like if it, yeah, I don't know if it really like changed our relationship. I think what's something that's cool is like it changed both of us about like how we're going to be as mothers, like obviously her for a lot of obvious reasons, but I think just like my personality is different than hers. Like I didn't grow up like wanting to be a mom and I'm more like fight for you, like loyal justice. Like how can I come to your rescue rather than like, let me nurture and sweeten. kind. <laughs> of but 
I gotcha. think the just like seeing her as a mom and just the mm-hmm. things that she said and the beauty in that and just like I remember when we were still there like I mean me and my husband we want to have a kid and I just remembered thinking like I'm gonna feel so guilty if I have a kid and mm-hmm. just like wrestling with that and like talking to her about it and she was like Natalie like being pregnant is beautiful. And like, I want you to be pregnant. I want you to have a baby. And like, and I had a baby and that was her thing too. Like, you know, yeah. she's like, I already had a kid. Like I, I have a kid and mom and dad have a, gra- a grandkid and you have a nephew. And it's like, it's not like you're going to have something I didn't have. Like, like I, I have that. And that was just such a cool perspective. So cool for me to hear her say, and you know, she's like, I don't want you to feel bad. Like I want to have joy with you. I want to be excited with you. And and she knows how to be a mom more than I know how. So I can still like ask her those questions and yeah. like talk to her about being a mom. And, and it's exciting too, to be able to be like, when she has another kid and when I have a kid being able to talk to our kids about like, oh, your, your big cousin Owen. He's a part of the family and to yeah. not, not be shying away from that. I think that's so, that's so important because this is also a major theme of this project that you chose to do as a result of, of meeting Owen and seeing, um, your sister and brother-in-law walk through this. Um, so I love for you to talk about your book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So after everything happened with Owen, I would say that me and my mom, we stayed with Lydia and Matt. I mean, I was here in Minnesota with them in all of this for at least a month. And it's hard to like process your own grief and like really check in with yourself when you're so immersed in it. And I was glad to be there and everything. Um, I think I could have maybe had some better boundaries. So I could have like processed things in that on my own. But I think one way that really helped me to process is because I like to write. I just kind of wrote this story about who Owen was and where he was now. And I think that was huge for me was just wanting to be able to help Lydia and Matt remember, like, it's not like you only had these 24 hours with your son. Like, you've been pregnant for nine months. Like you've had nine months with your son and he's been up and we've known about him for however long. And so he's been a part of things with us. And like, these are memories we all get to share and celebrate and think about, like he was at Christmas, he was at Thanksgiving. Like he was there when you told us all, and just all these things that were moments that they got to have with him. Um, and so I wrote about that and, um, and then writing about heaven too, because it's like, okay, we can imagine Owen here because he was here, but how do we imagine him in heaven? Like we've mm-hmm. never been to heaven. What is heaven like? And, <laughs> so just trying to help them visualize that. And mm-hmm. um, there was things Lydia said too, like those first few weeks of just like, you know, did he know that we loved him? Did he know, like, just like when she was having hard days, like just questioning mm-hmm. things. So making sure to like, just like speak that truth and like remind her of that. And so there's parts in the book where I talk about Owen looking down and saying like she's so pretty or like I know that they loved me and like all these things and is just like good to have for her and jumping ahead to like the writing part to um but yeah so that first week that we were there probably like the second or third day we were there I just wrote a rough draft of just pretty much like all the memories I could think of like each month writing one memory that I could think of that they would have had with Owen just for me to like process like that here, but also like something that could be special for them to think about too. And yeah. 
So that's beautiful. (laughs) So, so the book is, the book is my first memories with mom and dad. That's the, that's the title. And what I love about this is it's incorporating this story. Owen is up in heaven and he's sharing there about the memories that he has and the experiences he has. And I just love that because that's again, showing um, that Lydia is a mom, that she had those experiences with him, that she nurtured him and that, that, that love was shared again, just bring, bring the truth that this person lived (laughs) this um, little Owen lived and um, his story is important. And just because he didn't take a breath earth side doesn't mean that he's without memories and without experiences here on earth. That's so good. Like how you just said it, like, doesn't mean he's not without memories. Cause I think that's, that can be something for parents who lose a kid, whether it's at like full term or early of just like, Mm -hmm. what, what were they, what did they experience? Like, do they even know who we are? Like, and it's like, well, I believe that God made them and he's like pretty skilled at what he does. And like, I believe that they have a heartbeat and they have ears and they have fingers. And and so just being able to like, he, he was there for those things. He did hear those things and feel us touching her belly and things like that. That's just like, he was a part of it and, and how great that he was a part of it. And Mm -hmm. just like getting to remember those things that just like he is real and it just makes him seem so much more real. And a big thing that like our family has is like when Lydia and Matt told us about Owen, he was the size of a blueberry. And so we like would always just call him blueberry. And that's like what he's been known as. And we all got, everyone in my family got blueberry tattoos after he died. And we, I mean, I've sent Lydia blueberry blankets and blueberry stuffed animals and just like all these things. Yeah. It's just like, who he is to us is kind yeah. of just like a little memory thing. And um, it's a way yeah. of, of keeping his memory alive by keeping, by keeping the um, yeah, just, just having him be a part of your family and yeah. a part of the narrative of your family. Cause it's, it's one thing to just talk about Owen um, and that those 24 hours that you had with him, but also just to be like, Oh, he's a little blueberry and get a fruit salad at a, at a, store or something or bring, bring a fruit salad to Thanksgiving or something. And there's blueberries in there. That's just like that little reminder of Owen. He's a part part of you, right? That's so special. I want to hear how writing this book, how was that in processing, helping you process your grief? Cause you had said, maybe you could have used better boundaries. I mean, that's a lot of us can relate to, especially when you are helping somebody who is experienced that acute grief you can take that caretaker role on. Um, how was this book in helping you process the grief of your nephew? Yeah. Um, I think mostly just being able to like have joy in it. It's like when everything happened with Owen, it's like, I really struggled in the beginning of just like, okay, I can be happy, but like, will I ever have true joy again? And that is like not a fun place to be. And um, yeah. And so I think like in writing the book and I had an awesome illustrator who like drew pictures that were so real and lifelike. And just even for me to be able to see these pictures of like, this is who Owen is. Like, this is what we were doing. This is what he is doing. You know, 
that I think gives like hope and excitement. And I think a huge part of the book for me that I really liked was being able to honor other families in the book who had lost children. And I think um, one thing like I appreciate about Lydia is how she just shared so much about Owen and just like celebrated and honored him well and how that is hopefully like changing the narrative about being able to talk about your children, whether they're here or not. And so when I was honoring other families, um, I had reached out to some people that I knew had lost a child, but then um, I had also shared with friends, you know, if you know someone like, let me know, I want to honor them in this book. And um, I had one mom reach out and say like, yeah, I want to be a part of it. And I was like, okay, well, what, what name do you want me to put in? Cause I wanted to honor everyone too, you know, maybe they never told anyone. And so I don't want to put the kid's name in if they don't want the kid's whole name. So maybe it's just like baby this or whatever. But, um, and so one mom told me her baby's name. And, um, then when she got the book, she was just like, I've never like seen my baby's name. And like that mm-hmm. just so much to like, see, like, this is like written down, like in print yeah. and, um, you know, because if they, if you have like an early miscarriage, Owen has like his birth certificate and death certificate, one in the same and like yeah. has a funeral, but some women lose a baby before that. And, but for this woman, it's like, she was like, I felt like the baby was going to be a girl and this is what we were going to name her. And just, so, yeah. So being able to help her honor that baby and maybe open up a little bit, maybe share so that she can start to like, my baby was real. And like, this was yeah. their name this is who they are. And I can celebrate and honor that. And, um, and then in the book too, just sharing like all these kids, even though they're not here earth side, as you were saying, it's just like, they're in heaven and they're with each yeah. other they're with Jesus. And just like, and being able to thank people of like, you know, thank you for like sharing this name because it, like, I get to know like that's Owen's friend in heaven and just yeah. like how beautiful that is. And just like, I don't know, just trying trying to find joy and encouragement in this Mm. really not like always joyful situation. Um, and then the book too, all the money goes back to the Owen fund that Lydia and Matt started to help other families who have experienced this. So it's just, it's a really cool thing that just like continues to give and help families. And it Mm. just is like a reminder that, okay, Owen isn't here, but his story and his life is continuing to impact people mm-hmm. and continuing to change lives and continuing to be talked about and told about. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's just awesome because it just helps us talk about him and remember yeah. him and him and powerful. I mean, there's something so powerful about writing our story or writing for our processing. <laughs> I, um, I'm a big journaler and, and I think it's, it's really, really powerful to just put your thoughts on paper. Um, these are more than thoughts. These are, this is a beautiful story of, of your nephew meeting Jesus and, and going to heaven and, um, also encountering these other children from all over the world and, um, and, and then him sharing his memories with mom and dad. And I think that's such an important lesson and, and message for parents to hear who have experienced loss, um, whether that's miscarriage or stillbirth or, or SIDS, I mean, or just a death of, of anybody like to, to know that, that 
there are memories and there are, there are shared experiences that we have, um, with the children that we lose. And, um, and it is important to hold those. So, so just this, the message is powerful, Natalie. And I'm just, um, I'm just really grateful for that perspective. And I think it's a really important one for, um, for listeners. And I know that people are going to be impacted just by that idea in and of itself. Yeah. I'd love for you to, for you to share somebody who's in your shoes, who, um, who hasn't lost a child, but maybe has lost a niece or a nephew like this. And they're seeing their sister, their brother, um, you know, their dear, dear friend walk through this, this kind of loss. What would you, what would you share with them um, as they walk through their own grief, but also encouraging and helping supporting a loved one walking through their grief? Yeah, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think like the biggest thing that I think has helped our family is just like celebrating and honoring Owen. So Mm -hmm. kind of like you and I had talked before we were recording of just think some people like death can be an uncomfortable thing sometimes. And it's like, we don't want to talk about it. We don't know how to talk about it. Um, We don't want to upset someone, but parents know that they lost a kid and they don't stop thinking about that kid. And so you can take the time to honor and celebrate that child or remember that child or talk about that child. You know, if they have pictures, you can ask to see pictures. If they have a memory, a story, you know, whatever it is, just honoring and celebrating them, I think is so huge like just showing up for people, you know, like, do you need anything? Can I help in any way? Don't feel like you have to fix it or say the right things. Cause sometimes that can almost be like more hurtful or damaging sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, there's been times where it's just been a hard day. I know for Lydia and Matt, and I've been able to get someone in Minnesota, just bring them coffee or something, you know, just letting people know, like, even though it's been a few months, years, whatever it is, since you've lost your child, like, I know you're like, you still love them and you still miss them sometimes. And, and I think even, you know, in our cultural, how we do things now, if you have a baby, then everyone comes around you and they bring you meals or they Mm -hmm. do these things for you. And it's like, just because Lydia and Matt didn't have a baby doesn't mean they didn't need that support. And so I think, you know, I had so many people, they had like enough meals and gift cards to meal places to last them far, far long. And they only have so much freezer space, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Well, they got a lot of gift cards to places, which probably helped. And we were there a while, so we helped them eat, but. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, and as far as like helping and supporting and loving someone, if you're the aunt or uncle or person mm-hmm. who's like me, um, I would say like for your own safety, well-being, I don't know what Mm -hmm. word to use exactly, but if you're a girl trying to have a baby and you know someone who lost a baby, that you don't have to feel shame and guilt over getting a baby because they having a baby is amazing and beautiful and they want you to experience that joy. Mm. But it's also okay if they experience pain and sadness in that it doesn't mean they don't want you to experience joy. And I think that that is something that has been a huge learning thing for me. And mm-hmm. also just like not to be 
afraid and to still be present to your own life because I think too I was very scared about what would happen if we got pregnant and also very wrapped up in my emotions around Owen but also how my sister was doing and then I miss out on the joy that's happening around me in my life with my husband and in the things that we're doing and think just being able to have a healthy way of holding that joy and that grief at the same time you don't have to ignore one or the other and feel bad about it but just to be able to hold them each well and to be able to vocalize what you need you know Mm. my didn't go through everything with Owen the same way I did and so some days having to just tell him like I'm just going to be sad today because that's just how I feel and just so you know (laughs) like just being able to verbalize you know how you're doing and how you're feeling and communication um, is key Yes. Yeah. Communication is key. And I love the way you said that, um, of holding the joy and the grief, both, both of them, holding them both. Well, I think that's so important. Um, and especially I think exactly what you're, what you're saying with this idea that you, you want to eventually start your own family and have your own children and not have, the loss of your nephew holds you back from that potential joy of having your own child and of, of, I mean, there, there must be so many complicated emotions around that. And I can't even begin to think about that, but, but vocalizing that is powerful. Yeah. And I think even that, if you're close enough with the person who lost a child, being able to just talk with them and be like, this is where I'm at, or what do you need? Or And then I think too, something that I feel like I've seen a a shift in, or maybe I'm more aware of it because of what our family's experienced, but think anyone who has a kid, when you announce that you're pregnant or announce that you had a baby, you know, just, it doesn't take that much effort to just be sensitive of like, we know Mm -hmm. this isn't everyone's story or not everyone gets to experience that. And again, that's holding the joy and the grief. It's like, you're still getting to celebrate your child and everyone's celebrating with you, but you're also honoring people who that's not their outcome right Mm -hmm. now. Or, um, I think that means a lot to people too. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I had walked that a little bit in a different way when I got pregnant. Um, I, I had some close people to me that, um, have experienced infertility and, um, just a struggle with getting pregnant. And so, um, I got pregnant very quickly and, um, and that was complicated for me to, to be happy for myself, but also wanting to be sensitive. And, and that's a different, that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's complicated to know how to do that, (laughs) how to, how to be sensitive while also saying, I'm not going to allow that to also hinder the joy that, that I can feel in, in, in sharing this, but also just being sensitive to, this isn't everyone's story. Just like you said, this isn't everyone's experience. Um, and I can, I can hold sensitivity and empathy for someone who has gone through something different than me. And then also hope, um, that they can, they can also, um, celebrate with me in a certain way, maybe not to the fullest. Um, but, but just like, just like it says in the Bible, there's a time to weep. There's a time to mourn. There's a time, there's a time for everything. 
And, yeah. um, and we need to be weeping with those that weep and, and celebrating with those who are joyful too, um, that have something to celebrate. And, and that's just the body of Christ, right? I mean, we get, we get that beautiful opportunity. I think that especially just like being in, being a Christian and just mm-hmm. like how Christian culture is, um, I, I hate the line. Everything happens for a reason. There was no reason for this to happen. I also I am hate- right there with you, my friends. Yeah. I also hate the, um, God doesn't give you more than you can handle saying like, that was pretty damaging for Lydia for a little while. Just mm-hmm. like, Oh, God gave this to me. Cause he thought I could handle it. And so I think just like being sensitive to those things, but also like still knowing like God is a good God and he's our father and he cares for us. And mm-hmm he cared that that baby died. He was weeping that that baby died. And I think something that I like for me, I was just so mad at God and kind of like, how could he let this happen? Like if he loved us, like, why would he let this happen? And I think something that I just like couldn't fathom was one day Lydia had wrote her own post about what happened with Owen. And at the end of it, she said, um, now God and I have something in common. We both lost a son. Oh my and gosh. I was just like that, that was just such like crazy perspective, but then to take it even further and think that, okay, but God didn't lose his son. He gave his son up for us because he loved us that much. And I just, for me to like, even try to sit and just sit in that of how much he would love me that knowing the experience Lydia and Matt went through over losing the child and how that just brought so much grief and sadness to all of us and knowing that God knows what that feels like and what that is, but he loves me so much that he would choose to experience that sadness and grief so that he could be with me for eternity is just like, that's an insane love that I can't comprehend. And I, I have to hold on to that, to know that, that he's good and that he's faithful. And, and even just the idea of redemption and faithfulness doesn't doesn't have to mean, oh, for this to be good, they have to have another baby. I believe that they will have another baby, but it's, I've already seen so much goodness and so much redemption in the story and in what has happened. And I think everyone in my family can say our faith has definitely been challenged and rocked a bit, but I think we can say it's come out stronger and, um, yeah, there's just so much goodness in that. And, and maybe sometimes we have to be okay with not being able to explain away why something happened, but just to kind of continue on and yeah. And just know that he's good and that he's faithful. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it can be really discouraging and I, I don't ever want, I would never want someone to listen to this and be like, Oh, Christians, they just, everything happens for a reason, but it's just like, but, but God is good like that. Yeah. And, isn't good and it's not what God wanted or intended, but he's still good. And there's goodness yeah. that comes out of this and there's redemption that comes out of this. And, and he created Owen and that's so yeah. good. And we met Owen and Owen is beautiful and we're going to be with him again. And there's just so much, yeah, there's goodness and joy in that. Amen. And, yeah. It's and it's like time to heal because if we would have done this podcast six months ago, this would be a very different podcast. (laughs) Well, and there's, there's a time for everything and it wasn't time six months ago. One more quick thing. Sorry. Yeah, totally. I I went to a women's conference thing. Um, 
maybe like a month or two ago now. And that was a huge turning point for me in just healing and joy. And, um, something that the woman said was, you know, when you go through these hard things and we all do, it's so hard to, you know, see like God is good and wonder where he is and all those things. And, you know, we're, we're looking ahead and hoping it's better and hope it's going to change. But she talked about looking back and seeing the things that God has brought you through and just his goodness in that. And I feel like for me, that was huge because I've had some bad things happen in life and, you know, thought like, how could we get this better? How could I have joy? How could, and, and God's brought me through it. And so I feel like this is just another thing we get to look back on. Um, but I think even, you know, thinking about those women that you're talking about who are struggling with infertility, I feel like that is just a long journey too, of just like, okay, God, like, when is it going to happen? And it's just like, maybe this feels like the hardest thing you're walking through, but I know if you look back, like there are things God has brought you through and just being able to remember that, like he hasn't left you, that he's still the same God that brought you through that thing five years ago, a year ago, three months ago, you know, whatever it is, like, he's so, he's so good and he's so faithful. And, and yeah, I just, I want people to be encouraged, which is easier said than done, but I just, yeah, I know, I know there is good. And yeah, I, I, I believe that people will be encouraged from this, especially just hearing your perspective, hearing your, um, the faith that you have after coming out of this, that's not, it's not trite. It's actually rooted in, um, deep pain. Um, but also the process of processing the hard stuff with the Lord. Um, and, and a big part of that, you know, is shown in your book. And so, um, where can people find it um, if they want to buy it? Um, if they know somebody who's walked through this level of pain um, or, you know, whatever it might be, how can people find your book? The book is just on Amazon. So you can go on to Amazon and type in my first memories with mom and dad and it should show up. Yeah. And you can purchase a book there and, um, any money that I would have made off of it goes straight into the Owen fund, which is a fund that Lydia and Matt set up, um, to help other families who have gone through this. So whether you buy a book for someone, you know, or for yourself, you're helping other families too. And so if anyone wants to buy a book and for some reason can't afford it, let me know. Cause I can get cheaper author copies and send it to you in due time. <laughs> oh, so that's great. That book to be in people's hands who want it, need it, think it would be helpful, encouraging, you know, more people, yes, are getting to hear about Owen's story, which is exciting, but even more, it's just hopefully bringing joy and encouragement. And, you know, there's Bible verses in there. There's pictures of Jesus, just hopefully, you know, creating some sort of picture that can just encourage people and give them hope and, you know, even for people who don't know what to say or what happens next or where is this baby? It's like, hopefully this is something like hopeful and encouraging. Um, yeah. To just be able to share with someone else and yeah, just honor people well. So that's so, so beautiful. So they can find the book on Amazon. It's called my first memories with mom and dad. And it's by Natalie Anderson. Um, and, and if people do want to reach out to you, how can they do that? I guess I would just say like on Instagram on Instagram yeah is probably best 
that can be found in the description of this podcast. So if you need to get a hold of Natalie, you can do that um, on the description of this podcast. Um, and that will also have the link to the book. If you want to just click on that, that will send you right over to Amazon to purchase your copy of My First Memories with Mom and Dad. Um, Natalie, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story, your perspective, just just your beautiful memories with Owen too. Thank you for sharing all of that. It means a yeah. lot. Thank you for having me and letting me get to just talk about him and um, yeah, just hopefully encourage and bring some hope to someone else.